Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. This is Dr. TK. So in today's episode, I want to talk about private practice websites made simple. And I also want to share my five steps to making it simple. So I'm not sure if you've listened to any of my previous episodes or you're new to my podcast. Welcome. But I coach with um, or I coach mental health providers, therapists who want to brand either generally a mental health business, um, but primarily a lot of the clinicians that I work with either currently have or they desire to have a growing and scaling private practice. And so what tends to happen is, you know, people find me on Instagram, they then follow my links, they land on my website, and they are so amazed at the website that they see today, which was built actually in 2019, and it's still the same for 2020. And sometimes it also makes them self-defeated and overwhelmed because they start to either compare what I have or other websites that they've come across from other influencers, um, therapists or non-therapists. They tend to become overwhelmed and self-defeated because they do a comparison of what they have or what they don't have currently. And I'm here to share with you that this is probably honestly like my 15th site Um, This is the first site that I did not build on my own. And what I mean by did not build on my own, I still had to provide a majority of the content, but I had to answer a lot of questions, which means that I had to know the direction of where my business was going, not where it currently is, because you want to brand yourself in the direction that your business is moving up to, not currently where you are. So I want to make this episode very simple. Of course, get your pen and sheet of paper because I give you actionable steps so that if you do have a website, you can go back to your website and do some type of assessment. And if you do not have a website, just make sure to keep these items handy so that you can make sure that your website has at least the minimum these five things. So the first step I want to give you is the main page, the home page of your website. So your home page should include a high quality photo of you. And the reason why I say that a picture should be of you on the front page is that you have to remember who you're attracting. If you are branding a private practice, a therapy practice, most of your clients are either going to come in looking and searching for the direct answer so they don't become more overwhelmed than what they already are, which is why they're coming to treatment. So let's just say if someone came in for treatment or they were looking for you as a therapist and they had anxiety, generalized anxiety. They don't want to start clicking multiple pages, trying to see who you are, trying to see your picture and never assume that somebody found your psychology today profile. Never assume that someone found your social media page or they found a picture somewhere, you know, in an alumni page on Google from your school. Assume that no one knows you. And so nowadays a picture is worth a thousand words and a lot of people actually are more attracted to videos. So If you only have a logo, 
Do I, as that potential anxiety client, want to click around to see where your photo is? Probably not. So I would highly suggest that you have a high-quality, non-selfie photo somewhere on your front page. It can be at the top, it can be at the bottom, it can be in the middle, but nevertheless, someone needs to know who they're searching for. If you have a logo, feel free to have your logo. Your logo can be at the top of your page, and then your picture can be somewhere else on your page, basically just saying you're the therapist, maybe if you want to learn more about me, then you can click my second step, which is the about me page. So finishing up the homepage, you want to have a high quality photo um, logo. If you have one, your logo can also could just be your name. You also want to have your licensing information because that's the ethical piece. This should actually be on every page. So if you go to my website, at Dr. TK spelled out. Um, it's also in the show notes, but it's Dr. Spelled out TK.com. You will find my licensing number along with my logo, which is my name, Dr. TK, along with my real name and a picture of myself along with other information that's very basic on my main page. Okay. Um, and then another thing that I do not see a lot of clinicians, um, you know, a lot of this on their page is an opt-in form. So, I hear clinicians saying, I want to brand myself. I want to market to my target audience, but how are you going to capture your leads? And if you don't know what leads are, you definitely need to stay tuned to my podcast episodes and when I'm offering some information, whether it's, um, you know, some of my free quizzes, my dope therapist trial, my dope therapist academy, you definitely want to keep your ears open because in order to grow your business, you have to capture leads and leads are potential new clients. Okay. So your opt-in should be technically on all of your pages, but it definitely needs to be on your front page. Now, am I telling you if you don't have a website or if you do have one, do you need to run and get an opt-in right now? I'm not saying that because I want an opt-in to be a simple funnel that is set up correctly. And again, there's one of those marketing words, funnel. So I'm not going to go deep into any marketing or branding right now, but I do want to go over just the basics of branding your website. Okay. But if I am writing, saying words, you definitely want to write these words down. Like, what does she mean by funnel? What does she mean by opt-in? You know? So this is your homepage, photo, logo, license information, and an opt-in if you can have one. Second step is you want to have an about me or about us page if you have a group practice. So again, this is where typically most people would put their picture, but I'm asking that you put your picture on the front page because some people may have read about you somewhere else. So they just want to make sure they landed on the right page, especially if you go off of your business name. Okay. Imagine if you went off your business name, like my group practice was called Resilient Community Psychological Corporation. So if no one knew that Takesha Jackson Rudd ran resilient communities, they will be highly confused if I say, go check out my website and then I'm nowhere on there to be found, right? Not even my name. So your about me page or about us page should of course include a photo. It can be the same one from the main page. It should include a philosophy about how you practice and or your mission statement. It should give the potential client a little more insight into who you are. Now, I know that as therapists, we don't divulge too much personal information, but if you go to my page, I actually do highlight things that I feel 
as to why I attract particular clients, which is I tell them that, you know, I balance out work and life too, such as being a mother, um, being a wife and having, you know, different streams of income. I have different jobs and that resonates for a lot of my clients, male and female, married and single, because one of the reasons why they're anxious because they can't balance out different parts of their life. So the about me page is to tell your potential client a little bit about who you are. And you want to remember that the words, the verbiage, the copy content that you use should speak to your ideal client, also known in the marketing world as your client avatar. So that's the about me page. Now, the third page um, that you definitely want to have is services. And if you notice um, thus far, my five steps to making your website simple is also five pages. And the reason why I divide it up into five pages is because when someone's on one page, I don't want to overwhelm them with too much information. And I want the tabs at the type of the page, the menu to actually match all the information that I'm giving them so that we don't play a guessing game because the clients have to play a guessing game or a customer has to play a guessing game. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to get off of your website. And if Google has sent them to your website and people keep getting off your website, your bounce back feature or your numbers will go up and Google will stop referring people to your page. I don't know if you knew that. Okay. So the goal is that we keep people on your website. So the third step is services. So services could include your modalities of treatment. Like, do you provide individual family counseling, couples counseling? Um, And then you also want to give a little blurb. It doesn't have to be super long, but a little blurb about the details of what those modalities entail. Um, You may also want to give details about what does a typical session look like with you? What does the intake process look like, you know, with you? Do they have to fill out paperwork online or paper-based? Okay. So you want to let them know about your therapy process so that when you do a consultation call, if you do those, then they know exactly what to expect. Like consultation calls are actually built into my framework for therapy. Yes, I do have a framework. And in my Dope Therapist Academy, they're taught to make their own framework because that helps you understand the structure of your business, which means that your therapy clients also know that there's a beginning and an end to therapy. And that relieves tension off a lot of a client's shoulders and yours as a therapist, because a lot of clients and a majority of my clients, none of my clients want to be in therapy for the rest of their life. I have had a few, but that's because they've been what we call therapized. They've been in therapy for a decade since they were a child. And maybe the therapist allows them just to kind of, kind of come in and free associate and not give them any structure, but that's not how I get down. So I created a framework so that my clients know that there's a beginning and an end to therapy. So if you have a framework, you can either speak to the framework on your services page or you can wait until you do a consultation. Then you want to have an FAQ. So this can actually be a fourth page or it can be on the bottom of your about me, your main page or your services page. Okay. So your FAQs could include your price. Now for therapy, I actually no longer put the price of therapy on my page because it takes away from the client's understanding the value of services because as a regular consumer, what do we do when we see a long page full of copy content? We scroll down to the bottom until we see the price and then only if we like the price, then do we scroll back up and read the rest of the information. And I really want the clients to have a consultation with me first to determine if I am a good match if what I can give them matches what they're 
looking for. And then we've already clarified what the value is of the services that I want to give them. So that way, when I bring up the price, now they have to decide is what they want, their desired outcome, does it match the value that I'm going to give them with the price, right? So I do not include prices on my website, but I used to. Uh, but I found that a lot of clients, because you can, I can tell how many people go to my website, not necessarily who, but you can see your percentages of like how much website traffic you got, and then also the percentages of how long they stayed on particular pages. And I saw that there was an increase on the page where there was the prices and that people would bounce off. Some people would still contact me, but then they would say, I already know I can't afford your services. I just wanted to know if you had a sliding scale. And so I have to actually talk to them about what they're looking for as well. And again, this is all tied in the Dope Therapist Academy. So also on the FAQ page is, and this actually is on every page for my website, is how they can contact me via email. Also, I include information. If you do treat minors, this is a good place to put it. You want to let parents or caregivers know how does therapy work with minors? So I let them know, even though the parent may deem an 18-year-old as a minor or they're still in high school, by the law, they're 18, which means they have to sign their own consent forms. And then they sign a release of information to allow the clinician to talk to the parent. And even when we talk to the parents, what does that include? Usually just an overview of the progress toward treatment goals. Okay. Um, also, you may want to highlight the insurances that you take in your office if you're on any insurance panels. Um, maybe even give the clients tips about what questions to ask their insurance panel, especially if they have things like deductibles, um, verification of insurance, and how that works, and when people need to turn in paperwork if they do electronic charting, if you do electronic charting systems in your practice. So um, those are FAQs. And then, of course, the contact us page can either be a separate page or it can just be on the bottom of each page. And the contact page should be their way of either emailing you, giving you, giving them your phone number, or maybe like Psychology Today, having a button where it automatically calls you. And if you have an electronic charting system like Simple Practice, they can also, you can also embed your calendar into your website and you can set it up in various ways where either, which I would highly suggest this way, where you let clinician, I mean, um, potential clients see your calendar with a availability, but you don't let them schedule their intake because you want to make sure that they're a good match and that you're, they're your ideal client. So I really hope that this information has been helpful for you in regards to how to just have the basics on your website and this should just be serve as a checklist. So I'll just repeat them because these are the five steps to make a website simple. You want to have a home page that speaks to a high quality photo, your logo and licensing information and an opt-in if you have one. You want to have a separate about me page that has your philosophy, your mission and a little bit more about you. You want to have a services page that speaks to the type of therapy that you do. You want to have an FAQ page or a section that identifies the insurance panels that you take Um, information about minors or any other information that you think is pertinent to your clients receiving therapy services. And also one thing that I didn't mention that I'll go ahead and just plug in as a bonus is if you do coaching and therapy, you want to have some type of information or PDF download of the differences between therapy and coaching. Okay. And so you also want to have a contact section or a page where they are either able to email you, call you, and or review your calendar to make sure that you even have availability for new clients. So I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you want to learn more about growing or branding a private practice and or if you haven't even started one yet, but you want to make sure that your your mindset and maybe your steps of building a practice 
is on the right path, then I would highly encourage you to check out my show notes. And um, I have a private practice quiz for you. It's totally free and it will help you classify if you're fully transparent about your answers. It'll help you classify how truly ready you are to build, brand, and grow a private practice business. Again, even if you have if you already have a private practice, it's still good to take the quiz because as I've mentioned in previous podcast episodes, you know, some clinicians who are already in private practice, sometimes they think they're doing great. However, their bank account isn't saying so. Their client caseload isn't saying so. The progress with their clients isn't saying so. So maybe you need help with restructuring or repurposing the information that you have already in your business. So um, if you are already, make sure that you're following me on Instagram because I sometimes upload um, information over there, whether it be videos, of course, uh, pictures with information that talks about branding a mental health business that I don't sometimes talk about in the podcast. And if you want to go the extra mile, I really would like to hear about your takeaways from this podcast episode. So take a snapshot of this episode that you're listening to on your mobile device, upload it on Instagram in the stories and or on your thread, tag me and let me know your biggest takeaway. I truly appreciate your time. Please share this podcast episode with someone who you know would also benefit from this information. And don't forget to check out the private practice quiz in the show notes. Until the next episode, I will talk to you later. Have a blessed day. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle. 